You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. It's midnight somewhere. Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from one part of town in Toronto. And I am here in spirit, but not physically, with my partner in crime, The Wasteland, who comes to you from another part of Toronto. Hooray for video calls and technology. Indeed, indeed. And today's topic for our episode is covers. So we thought on this because we both absolutely love covers and wanted to ask the (laughs) question of what makes a good cover? So for me, I put covers in kind of categories. There are covers that are true to the original, and then there are covers where the band makes it their own. Now, a true to the original one, usually for me... It's pretty solid. Uh, If I like the band, I'm probably going to like the True to the Original. Um, If I like both bands, even better. And that's great. Then there's the ones where they they make it their own. These can be hit or miss, I find, because sometimes you lose the spirit or something. Or um, sometimes you get something that was recorded um, one way and it's very emotional, like a a perfect example. I know it's not on our list of chosen ones, but... uh, the Cure is a Night Like This, which is, you know, to me, it's like a song about lost love and all that. And then God Module goes and recovers it as an agrotech song, and it sounds like he's go- going out to murder somebody. I don't know. It made it their own, and it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't even recognize it as the, right, uh, as the same song until three quarters of the way through. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's another aspect is I was wondering why we like covers so much, because In my book, I will agree with you in that what makes a good cover is when you can refresh a song, whether it's a very well-loved song or a song that maybe needed some light shed on it, or when you can totally bring something new to the table uh, in, in how you reinterpret the song. And it's funny because I was wondering what it is that makes us love covers so much. And I think it has a lot to do with a a touch of nostalgia and that love of a given band and paying that homage to the band. Because when people get out on a dance floor, they they tend to dance to things that they know. And it takes a little bit of extra to dance to something that you might not necessarily know. But if you like it, maybe you'll try start moving to it. And a cover is a great way to bridge that gap. Because if you're doing as we do with Prophecy, mostly new or more obscure music, dropping a cover in the middle of the set, I find, is a great way to get people out there because they hit something, they hear something they know. Maybe they don't know this version, but if it's about the same speed or if it's you know just really danceable to begin with, it, it gets them out there. It does the same trick as dropping in something that's that they know but maybe is a little tired. Sometimes the cover is more warranted than the original in that reason, especially if it's done in the same vein as the original. If it's about the same speed and it sounds the same, it's it's very recognizable and it's going to put people on the floor. The only difference is maybe there's a different voice or it's done in a slightly different key. It's going to work, I find. And uh, I play a fair bit of covers. <laughs> 
But we love it. I mean, it's a lot of fun when you recognize that certain song. And sometimes songs don't age very well. Because uh, I've certainly picked up songs from the 80s where you hear it and you're like, wow, this song does not hold up right now. Or you hear something that's really dated and stuck in that time and it in an un- and it's in an unflattering way. It's funny because for me, uh, I got very interested in Afra Hayes's catalog of work and a lot of her songs are very much on the eh side of the 80s. Even though she is an amazing, or she was rather, an amazing singer and a national treasure in Israel, uh, her songs are, they sound very much of a certain time and they're not always that great. But hearing a refresh of that could be really interesting. And some of those covers that are true to the original that are trying to stay on with that original sound but give it an update is really nice to hear too. Right. And and I think it, that's where the band doing the cover comes in into question. Cuz if the band doing the cover is drawing influence from that period and updating those sounds, they're going to land it. Yeah. Right? They're they're going to nail it. And the um there are interesting covers that are done in completely different ways, and I, I you know, I, I, I've played enough of them, uh, especially one night that uh, y- your best friend Derek came over to me and said we should just call you DJ Irreverent Cover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, it was also like Garbage Time, and in Garbage Time I was like, I'm just playing covers for Garbage Time. <laughs> oh my it's God. The end of the night, last calls come in, I'm playing, and it, I think it was, uh, it was, um, the night before New Year's Eve, and it was it was your pre birthday birthday party with the flyer with a ham banana on it. It's so funny to me that the term garbage hour is catching on, and it's very descriptive of a certain time of the night where everybody's already really drunk or getting there or or they're on their way home or getting ready to leave. But then all the shenanigans happen, and then some fun stuff just drops because we felt like playing it and then all of a sudden it turns out other people are digging it too and just having a good time and and not taking things too seriously which is really fun which is a great way to end the night because you don't want to end the night with the oh everything's over you know let's go out on a high note that's that's and that's lovingly why i think i think i started calling it garbage hour first and you were like wait what's that and i actually took that from um believe it or not football Okay. How is they using that in term football, in football? In football, they call it garbage time when one team has clearly won and now they're just playing for the end of the game. So it's like, oh, look, it's, you know, 21 to 3. And you'll hear the, annou- the, the announcers, they'll be like, oh, and there's, you know, th- now it's 21 to 10, even though it's a garbage time touchdown. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Well, it still works as a term, and I'm glad that people are getting the hang of it and that are running with that specific term, but it's that's what it is. I love it. I love it. I love that it's catching on. Me too. Me too. So let's get into the reason why we're here. I'd like to get started with one of my choices. This comes to us from Velvet Kills, which is a synth punk electro rock duo from Portugal. This particular cover is available on their album called Mischievous Urges, and they cover Joy Division's Shadowplay. Shadowplay was originally recorded under Warsaw when the band was called Warsaw back in 1978. 
However, that first recording was scrapped and Shadowplay appears on Unknown Pleasures, which was released in 1979. Warsaw later commercially released uh, in the 90s, along with some other tracks, their catalog of those first early recordings. But I really enjoy this update from Velvet Kills. I think it is very well done and hearing the strong female vocal on it is also really great. So let's kick off with Shadowplay. Thank you. 
yeah, so I, all my choices are going to fall in that first category. Bands that are leaning into their strengths and choosing covers that they can uh, add something to and refresh the sound of. And the first one I got on deck is from Parallax, who in many ways to me is... Uh, the spiritual successor of the Pet Shop Boys. Even though the Pet Shop Boys are still active, they are very much in that vein. And um, he's out of Australia, I believe. I know he's originally from Australia, but depending on what profile you're looking at online right now, some of them say New York, some of them say Melbourne. Um, You know, I don't know exactly where he is, and and that's cool. Uh, And I say he, but he does work with a lot of... uh, vocalists a lot of female vocalists and he has a lot of guest vocalists so i don't know if it's one person or if it's a duo at this point i know it's fluctuated over the years so it's it's kind of hard to nail down there but uh the the cover i chose reminds me of and you're gonna love this roller skating in the 80s yay because (laughs) 80s in new york had a very particular sound that i find as i travel outside of new york a lot of other people aren't very familiar with so i went with um parallax's cover of noelle's silent morning if you recall it i'm gonna have to rewind my brain for that because the the song that i strongly relate to roller skating back in the 80s is uh come on eileen by dexy's midnight runners and so dexy's midnight runners will forever be ingrained in my brain with roller skating back in 1983. That's fair. That's fair. And I think that right there is the the couple years uh, difference in age between the two of us. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think think you'll recognize the song when you hear it, especially if you were anywhere around New York City in 1980, uh, I'm going to say six, seven.
So it's funny that you brought up the Pet Shop Boys because my next choice actually comes from a cover from the Pet Shop Boys. I want to talk about the 1987 single Rent, which comes off of the album Actually. And this is a song about a kept man or woman. It is covered by Black Nail Cabaret, a dark pop Hungarian duo. And this particular track is available on Bandcamp. It's paired up, I guess, sort of as an EP, but it's paired with a cover song by the French singer Desireless, uh, this French song Voyage Voyage, which is a fanta- also a really fantastic cover. It's a little bit slower. It's a little bit darker than the original, but the song Rent, Their cover has been stuck in my brain for quite some time. It's really delightful. And again, it's a slightly different spin because it's a female singer. So uh, let's listen to Black Nail Cabaret and their cover of Rent. You dress me up, I'm your puppet. You buy me things, I love it. You bring me food, I need it. You give me love. And look at the two of us in sympathy with everything we see. I never want anything, it's easy. You buy whatever I need, but look at my hopes, look at my dreams. The currency we spent, I love you, you pay my rent. Sometimes ecstasy 
so my my next one is a cover from Dead One I Founder out of Portland, Oregon. Um, it's it's largely just one guy, and he did a whole album called Stitches and Cover Ups, which was like it was all covers. And the one that I picked off of it is one because it's one of those songs I think everybody knows. It was ubiquitous. It was everywhere, and that was uh, Phil Collins' In the Air Tonight. Uh. Yeah, but it's a really good cover. It's a solid version, and it's because of the timbre of his voice, he actually makes it a little darker, which is saying something because it's already kind of a darker song. But he does add some newer elements into it without disturbing the mood of the original, which is great. It gives it a fresh update. It gives it a new recording, and it is still the same song. Like every everything that you remember about the original is still there.
My next choice of cover comes from the first wave of punk in New York City. This particular song is one of the best-known tracks from Richard Hell, who's credited as a source of inspiration to Malcolm McLaren in fashioning the Sex Pistols. And it appears on the album Blank Generation, which is the first album from Richard Hell and the Voidoids. This particular cover is done by Andy Sexgang, the frontman of the legendary Sexgang children. Lately, Andy's been putting out a couple of covers during this time while we're all bunkered down in quarantine. And this one I particularly like. Uh, With Andy's vocals, it really refreshes the original and is a lot of fun hearing him, oh no! So here's the cover by Andy Sex Gang of Love Comes in Spurts. I was a child who wanted lovers so wild, though tired of slow motion, but crazy with devotion, insane with devotion, just a whole other notion. I was 14 and a half, and it wasn't no laugh. Final pick is, uh, as you know, I had something lined up, ready to go, and then yesterday a track came out, and it was a cover, and I fell in love immediately, and I sent it over to you, and you fell in love immediately, and I said, I know this just came out today, but I want to swap out one of my, my picks for this, and uh, because that's a very me thing to do. This came out, uh, you know, like, I show up at gigs, and you're like, how new is the newest song you're playing? I'm playing something that comes out next week. <laughs> That's a very me thing to do. This is true. So here we go. Brand new. This is a cover by Carpenter Brute covering a 1983 hit from Michael Cimbello, Maniac.
It was really difficult to pick just three songs a piece in this cover show because there are so many different covers that bring a different element to a song or that refresh an old classic or a beloved favorite. Uh, and, and I was thinking of Ash Code because their cover of I Can't Escape Myself by The Sound is actually pretty incredible and very well done. And it was funny because I just saw news of a compilation by Dune Alter Records that will be available on June 5th, paying tribute to the criminally underrated post-punk band The Sound. Some of the musicians involved feature crew lies and actors. In paying tribute to the sound, their frontman, Adrian Borland, struggled with mental illness during his life and had committed suicide in 1999 at the age of 41. In honor of his memory, the proceeds from the album sales are going to Painted Brain, which is an art-based therapy and rehabilitation organization from Los Angeles. So do keep an eye out for that. I was looking for a link for a pre-order. I haven't been able to find one, but it's Dune Alter Records, and the date to keep in mind is June 5th, which, oh, you know what else is June 5th? What's that? It is the first Friday of June, meaning... Bandcamp is also waiving all their revenue sales, so it is a good day to spend some money on Bandcamp and go support some acts that you're interested in, or if you've got something on your wish list you want to buy. Do you know what else is on June 5th? The next edition of Us Online for Prophecy? That's absolutely right. We are coming back with another live stream of Prophecy Friday, June 5th. We're going to be available on Twitch starting at 10 p.m. EST. And you can join us for all of your new favorite songs at twitch.tv slash prophecy underscore online. And I think that wraps it up for this episode. You know what? Can I throw in one honorable mention, too? Oh, God, yes. Go for it. Because the song I, I edited out, I just didn't know enough about the band. Um, I know the original and, uh, you know, I just want to throw out there what it was and what I bumped for Carpenter Brute because I had more to say. But um, it was a, by a small band called Fear Cult, which I think was from uh, Philly. I think um, so. In the early aughts. And that's all. The only other thing I know about them is that they were on Cleopatra Records. So I got that on like a $5 sampler. And it was a cover of Blur's Girl, Girls and Boys, if you can track that down it might be on youtube i'm not sure but you know if you could track it down that's worth listening to nice it's fun it is a fun cover all right now let's wrap it up <laughs> all right so that wraps it up for this episode if you enjoy what you're hearing please like subscribe and share you can also reach out with comments and feedback via our facebook page or via email at it's midnight somewhere podcast at gmail.com Many thanks to our producer, Justin Minister, and to Robin Bright of Cockatoo for our theme music, and also to our artist in residency, Miriam Green, for our visuals and logo. We currently have her artwork on 4x4-inch vinyl stickers, and they're available for sale at morbidoutlook.com sticker. All the prices are in Canadian dollars and include shipping across Canada and the U.S., Funds from those sales are helping us defray costs in producing the podcast. So until next time. It's midnight, summer. It's midnight.
this podcast was almost called Give Me a Dollar Said Like a Hobo. <laughs> you almost killed me. <laughs> well, what is that one called? I gotta, I gotta go pee. No, if I wrote that, it has to be said in a certain way. That's why I'm asking. Because it's Give Me a Dollar. <laughs>